Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. In the land of Normor, in the fires of podcast doom, the Normie hosts forged in secret a master podcast to control all others. And into this podcast, they poured their takes, observations, and opinions into the one podcast to rule them all. It's Lords of November and an unexpected December, the return of the king on normies like us. You heard it up top once again. We delve into Middle-earth and maybe complete our journey to Mount Doom. That's right. We're talking the final film and the original trilogy for J.R.R. Tolkien's masterpiece series, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, here on Normies Like Us. I'm going to say Return of the Colin. Uh, it's Mikema and this horse is fucking diabolical. A different character for that actor. <laughs> Leg Joe loss. Sticking with it, man. Riding it's it. So okay? good, though. And when I last left you, dear normies, I was but merely <laughs> Jacob the Gray. But now I return, rejuvenated uh, and reunited with my fellow normies. I am Jacob, the white guy. Oh. <laughs> All right. I love That's it. That's how we get the podcast going. I, we were saying Welcome the return back. of the king. I thought for sure it would be Cabagorn would be here. Mm. Um, but yes, That's a good one too. Reunited. Uh, thanks to Chris for filling in last time for Two Towers. Great episode. Great time. Jacob, we know um, you watched even though you were not on the episode. Do you have any quick kind yes. of thoughts on Two Towers as we lead into the uh, Return of the King? Yep. Cobb Corner. Oh, I'll tell you, it was hard to, uh, I didn't have a lot of time, so I was trying to fit in, you know, eight hours of movies in the last week, which was difficult, <laughs> but, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think you guys did a great job uh you know, talking about it, uh, you know, you didn't mention my favorite character, uh, Grima Wormtongue. Oh, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> Your you know, favorite. Go back and listen to Halloween, Normies. I talked about it. Brad Dorif. Uh, I always like him when he shows up and, you know, he's the best, right? Everyone wants to be like him. Uh, <laughs> climbing the ladder. <laughs> he's like Everybody wants to be like him. They're like Wormtongue. But, uh, <laughs> no, but... Uh, I think you guys uh, did a great job talking about it, and uh, you know I'm excited to talk about Return of the King. Nice. Well, welcome back. Um, we kind of started with the food metaphors with two towers, you know, and you know we have the bottom bun is our fellowship, it's our foundation. Then we have the pastrami all in the middle, <laughs> and then now we're getting our top bun, nice toasted, um, you know, brioche here. So it's the Return of the that's King, right. the, the finish, the season, the sizzle all these plot threads that were set up. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. But guys, how was it watching it? All extended? Colin, what version did you watch? 100% extended. Uh, like Jacob, time crunch. I was rushing a little. You had made the comment, Mike, about how long this one was in the last episode. You're really not fucking kidding. Um, <laughs> no. It's been a long time since I've seen Return of the King. Kind of a lukewarm take. 
I'm, I'm going to get into it. An uh, mm-hmm. interesting reaction I didn't expect, but uh, I was so fucking happy to be watching these movies again. I've, I've, I've just been having such a good time coming to Middle Earth with my buddies here uh, all month long. Awesome, awesome. Jacob, you said it was a struggle. Did you watch Extended as yeah. well? Uh, yeah, I did. I watched all the Extendeds. Um, another moment from Two Towers I'm just remembering uh, that you guys forgot to mention or didn't mention. How dare you. Uh, my favorite in Helm's Deep, when the elves show up, like a bunch of, you know, just bros mm-hmm. showing up, teaming up with the men. Uh, you know, Helm's Deep was great, but I think I prefer the battles in Return of the King. Mm. And I always used to say this was my favorite. Uh, I still think Fellowship is maybe the best movie of the three, but obviously this is the big finale and the one that won all the Oscars and everything, and I thought it was great. Wow. Awesome. And Joe, how about you? I know you did the extended two towers. You really got in there. What was the decision you made uh, for this? I I kept rolling on the extended. Uh, It did take two two sittings, though, I'll be honest. So Mm -hmm. when we, uh, you know, we got off the pod last week talking about two towers, I was Hot on Hobbits, ready to just keep rolling into the next one. And uh, the time, man, it got got the better yeah. of me. I, I started snoozing at like 12.30, 12.45, and there was still oh, by hour almost four? two hours. Joe, yeah, yeah. You, were, you were losing it a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it took two sittings, but uh, I did the extended, and um, I'm super excited to talk about it. I, this was a really fun yeah. watch for me. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, for me, I don't watch any of them in one sitting, really, or I haven't. I uh, just fit them in when I can, an hour here or there, uh, because, you know, I'm a busy guy, obviously. So, yeah, uh, it took me a few sittings, obviously. obviously. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. The long but I was traveling last week, so I had to fit them in when I could, and right, right. Uh, it was great, though. Yeah, Mike, I, too, was traveling over the weekend. Yeah, me, me and Chris went on a little back? trip. Yeah, it was great to come back, but we watched it together, and he, he did give me some things he wanted me to mention on his behalf, which I'll get Amazing. to at the time. But we watched it all in one sitting, because we're you know big Lord of the Rings nerds, and we were like, we can either go out of this hotel and spend money, or watch Lord of the Rings. And we just watched Lord of the Rings nice. last night, and it was Made a good the right time. Choice. Uh, last question before we get into it. Theaters, did we see this in theaters, Colin? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was even trying to think, you know, was this one where I did like three times? I think I had the autonomy by this point. Uh, Normies, I want to apologize. For the past two episodes, I keep messing up the timelines. Anytime I say like 2012, 2014, that's because I cannot imagine that these films were so long ago that it's actually 2002, 2003, 2004. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think by yeah. that point, yeah, I, I think I was getting rides, going with friends. I think checking in with people and going, we haven't seen Return of the King together. Yeah, let's let's go make that an appointment. Nice, nice. Jacob, how about you? Well, I told you guys in uh, the Fellowship episode, this is the one where I had a birthday party, probably my 13th birthday, nice. 2003. And uh, yeah, we went to go see friggin' Return of the King. And, you know, we all had a blast, obviously. Yeah. Nice. And Joe, how about you? Theaters for this one? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I think at least I, I can think of at least two times off the top of my head. But like Colin said, like this was one of those. Okay, I'm rounding it out. Have I seen it with this f- friend group yet? I went with my family. Uh, I think it did. It came out around like Christmas time, right? I remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was either like a New Year's Day or something like that. Like doing another family screening. I was like, what else nice. am I gonna do? You go sit in that movie theater forever. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're talking about, I saw this in theaters, obviously, opening night, very excited, and I always pride myself on the fact that I did not take a restroom break. I sat the whole time, <laughs> and when those multiple endings start coming up, I was like, please, like, I got to get wow. out of here. So yeah. we're really uh, riding, the, riding uh, the line there. But um, yeah, just once in theaters and waited for the DVDs. Um, what a journey, guys. So shall we get into um, the top bun here, the brioche, the return of the king on normies like us? Sing me a song, Mike. Wind and shadow. <laughs> Wait, let me eat some tomatoes really <laughs> disgustingly. <laughs> We're back. We're, we're jumping right in. We're talking about the hobbits that kick this movie off. We're doing the Return of the King. It's a quick return. Uh, we were talking to Towers, Jacob. We did miss a bunch of stuff. One thing we did talk yeah. about is how it ends in this, you know, epic splitting of everything. Very quickly, this film. We're going to wrap that up. You know, you saw these two characters, little hobbits smoking weed in the last movie. Well, guess what? Here's their human buddies who've been looking for them. Yeah. Everybody's reunited. They had a little good time, you know, got to celebrate defeating Saruman for a minute. And then, you know, it's back to business. Back to business. But uh, I forgot to mention about Two Towers. I, I really like the ecology uh, subplot of Saruman, where it's basically like industrialization is bad. Uh, trees are good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a fun scene because you do have them just chilling, smoking the long bottom leaf. Finest uh, pipe weed in the Shire. And then, like, they're just partying. And then, yeah, they're like, we- we've been out looking for you, man. Where were you? It's like when you think you lose a guy at the bar and then he's already back home. And you're like, what the hell? It's like, <laughs> you know, so it it's feels, fun. It's very of them. It feels so much like a D&D campaign at this point. Because it's like, literally, you have like, okay, Joan Collin went and did this dumb thing. And uh, Mike and, and Cobb were going and doing this dumb thing. And then they get together and literally just have to explain everything that happened to each other. Like... It starts right. and it just immediately feels like, well, I'm just watching D&D. Yeah. Yeah. And actually yeah. on that note, like these really are like the prototypical D&D campaign. We mentioned like, um, you know, he kind of invented the fantasy tropes that would go into becoming D&D and things like that, Tolkien. But now like you look at even the scale of the adventures where it's like, okay, we'll do one dungeon with one troll. And now we're at, you know a war at Helm's Deep, a large scale battle. Now it's a full out war. Like the, your characters are getting leveled up, you know, where the threats are becoming bigger and it is my kind of role to give the speed. rousing speech to the troops to see if you win the battle of Minas Tirith. Charisma uh, <laughs> check. Oh, Nat 20. You can go ahead and climb that. Oh that shit. Elephant. Legolas yeah, you can do whatever Legolas does if you roll a 20. Yeah. yeah. His dexterity is, um, off the charts, but uh, yeah. so they do kind of have all of that structure, and I find it interesting. But this is a kind of yeah, the big finale for our heroes is right where it left off. We got to get to Gondor now because the forces of Mordor are moving, and meanwhile we have then Sam and Frodo and Old Smeagol just trying to get the Ring to Mount Doom. So those are kind of our two storylines that are happening simultaneously: the battle prep and the journey to get the Ring to Mount Doom. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll get into it. So that's what's going um, on. <laughs> that's yeah. what's going on. It's well, a, what I did find striking is um, because the first, this previous movie is all the meat, and now we have to tie up all these plot threads. So like things are happening, like even with Faramir, who doesn't even show up for an hour in. But anyway, 
Colin, yeah. what are your general impressions of this? This, uh, this is where I'm getting the issues. And I think it's why it's the awkward points to jump into is we got some mm-hmm. great storytelling shortcuts of getting the party back together after splitting the group. Some Dungeons and Dragons short terms, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, it's exactly what you're saying as far as juggling those balls of a conclusion of, oh, my God, the story's gotten unwieldy let's just jump around as much as we can and kind of wrap up as much as we can. And I think the pacing in this one really fumbles on that. And you really feel the randomness of by the time you're having like Aragorn's having like the third prophecy dream of characters who have prophecy (laughs) dreams in this one, you're like, okay, we just need to like, there just needs to be a good flow of how this movie's going and how it's ending. But I I, I do like it. I I think it still does cohere and, and coalesce. I'd just be curious what you guys think of, um, you know, when you hear someone say, uh, this is a modern criticism, I think that happens a lot, of, yo, you don't need an origin movie for everything. Yo, why does The Flash need a movie before Justice League? Uh, Was there a Gandalf movie before Fellowship of the Rings? (laughs) I don't think so, assholes. But to, to Mike's point of past podcasts, you know, Orlando Bloom Legolas isn't really developed till the second movie and modern blockbusters are trying to hit the casino jackpot of you fall in love with one of these motherfuckers in the first movie and then you'll get the more and more and more and more. Lord of the Rings didn't have that. I think that's what it's juggling here if you guys agree or don't. Colin, I think, uh, you know, some characters get more developed in this movie like uh, Marion Pippin. I think this is the most Marion Pippin movie where they each have like their own yeah. arc uh, mm-hmm. and then you have you know Legolas and Gimli are still kind of just following Aragorn around doing whatever he does uh, but they have their whole thing where they have to go get the uh, army of ghosts or whatever yeah. yes, but, uh, yes. and Jacob but to, to your point of it's two Hobbits movies I would say it's a different Hobbit movie this is a Sam movie but in mm. service of not really being a Frodo movie so it doesn't it doesn't help its lead character yeah uh, I would agree with that. And I just think the Marion Pippin of it all, uh, I don't know if they got like additional scenes in the extended version, but they're just in this a lot more than I remember. And they have, you know, so much of a, where, you know, Pippin totally. is off with uh, Gondor and doing that thing. And then, and then, or uh, maybe I had them backwards, but uh, Mary's yeah, fault yeah. going with, <laughs> uh, you know, Rohan. Uh, and you have the great, uh, you know, Denethor character who's like the, oh, the yeah. father from Dewey Cox, you know, the wrong son died. Uh, <laughs> and then he gets yeah. some great scenes where he gets to eat some food while listening to the most haunting song of all time. But <laughs> Maybe uh, that's the, uh, that's the best way to tackle this. Jacob is looking at like each storyline and build up to the most important ones. So like, let's start with the, the, the big smokers themselves, Mary and Pippin, right? Yeah. The big threat of this is Gondor has to get prepared and Gandalf needs to warn them. So he's, because Pippin, again, fool of a took, he has to look in the seeing stone. Right. Sauron. But this is, they kind of had, like, they ha- kind of had similar arcs in Two Towers, but they really kind of are almost reset back to their version of in Fellowship, where they're still bumbling around, you know, especially uh, Pippin, I guess, just, yeah. uh, you know, getting into all sorts of trouble. But then over the course of this movie, they do mature, and I think that's, that's a really good arc. Yeah. Yeah, because once the warriors show up, what do we need to do, right? So finding them right. something to do, and they're kind of different. Like the way when Pippin goes to Gondor, you know, he is 
uh, seen as lesser than by Denethor, kind of looked down upon Denethor as this huge asshole, right? And then to contrast that with Mary staying in Edoras and getting to know um, Eowyn and Eowyn. stuff. And yeah. he ends up pledging himself to Theoden, who's like, yeah, you're an equal, dude. Like, suit up, you know, right. early on. So interesting kind of experiences that they, they each have two sides of that coin yeah. with their, their arts. And then with regards to the Frodo-Sam storyline, uh, I feel like there's a lot that kind of has to be dragged out to kind of make it fit where they keep flashing back. But uh, I do think, it, yeah, it's more of a Sam movie than a Frodo movie where he has to, he gets rejected by Frodo, uh, but then, you know, goes back and saves him. And so if it wasn't for Sam, obviously the ring, you know, never would have been destroyed. So good for you, Sam, right? Yeah, it's more of like the perspective of trying to see someone struggle with a burden that you know you can't carry, but you want to help them as much as you can. That true friendship vibes. And again, this yeah. is bros being dudes plus <laughs> one. Three. That movie. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. this. Joe, what are your thoughts kind of on the general stories of this? Any any of them that pop out to you, these subplots? I, I really love this one on a rewatch. I'll be honest. Like really? the first the first three hours to me are the fastest that any of these movies feel. Uh, and then the last hour mm. is like, holy shit, this feels like forever. Um, <laughs> I like the way they, I like the way they wrap up Mary and Pippin. I like that you kind of get like, Hey, you do have that kind of like character reset, like you're saying Jacob, but I think that's just mm. to reaffirm like the end of their journey, which works for me. Um, right. But, like, I would argue at this point, like, it's not even, like, Frodo is not the main character. The first one's called The Fellowship of the Ring. You meet all of these people. And this one's called Return of the King. Frodo ain't the yeah. king. This this is an Aragorn no. movie to me. And mm. uh, I love seeing those three together. And the army of Frighteners, like, come on. You, you yeah. fucking control the ghost <laughs> yes, army. So like, right, it doesn't yeah. get any cooler to me. He, I was literally thinking about that, that. Frighteners was the movie that he set up Weta Digital to do. And then in Return of the King, he's like, we're doing Ghost, baby. You know, full circle. Yeah, of course. Yeah, incredible. For sure. And and Aragorn, you know, he has to take his place as the true heir to the king, the kingship of of, uh, Gondor and become the king, right? The Return of the King. Must set aside the ranger. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of the main stuff uh, as far as where we're getting to. Um, in the plot. So I guess we could just kind of talk about scenes that you like as we go through whatever we want. We're just going to freestyle it. But um, after that opening and getting the Gondor, we do meet Denethor, who is the biggest piece of shit. And then we get Faramir, because Joe, you're saying like, oh, some of these new characters in Two Towers you could forget about. But now, like Eowyn and Faramir, they're getting more mm. to do and you get more of his backstory. And so maybe it's hindsight being twenty twenty, where knowing what his story is now, if you rewatch Two Towers, would you feel differently? Maybe I can still leave all those characters behind as far as I'm concerned. Like, look, if you have to, <laughs> Fair if, if you have to watch a movie in multiple sittings, like that's a problem, right? Like a movie is, you're supposed to sit down and watch a movie. Um, I, I could do without all of that. I, I would love a six hour cut of the Lord of the Rings. That's just everything in one. Um, it must exist. Yeah, it's got to. But like, yeah, the new characters, whatever. I really don't care. I really don't care about them at all. But I'm so engrossed in everything else that I let it slide. I so really the, like um, the. Uh, I wish the yeah the wrong son died. Jacob tried. <laughs> wrong son died. Faramir. I was gonna say you. about it's two like towers. Too mean for the sake of being mean. Like, I, I don't so know. mean. It's, it's I really like, like Halloween. The, uh, like your uncle's the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he's the, the personification of the weakness of men. Sorry, Jacob. Go ahead. Oh, no. 
I was just going to say the, the Faramir stuff into Towers I actually really liked uh, because I didn't remember. I think it was a lot of that was added in the extended version. And I think it really fits with the flashback with uh, Boromir and everything. You understand what you know Faramir's whole deal was because I think even when I was younger I didn't I was like I kind of agreed with Joe where I was like who's this fucking guy like why do I care but like the the contrast with Boromir um you know it really worked for me in this and then Denethor he doesn't really get redeemed but you kind of understand where he's coming from because he was driven just mad by the the loss of of Boromir first and then you know he sends Faramir out on like a suicide mission basically and then just loses his mind but uh I you know all that stuff really worked for me this time. I watched this movie it's, less than a week ago, and every one of those fucking <laughs> names is lost on me. <laughs> what does Minas Tirith mean to you? Minas yeah, Tirith, absolutely fucking yeah. nothing. You got Chucky. Uh, the wrong son died. Uh, <laughs> and the then you know you get, died, the, you, got Chucky. you get the memes of Denethor lighting himself on fire and jumping off the uh, <laughs> yeah. wild. I, as a thing. kid, <laughs> one of the most interesting things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And the the scene that really stands out to me is obviously mentioned it a little earlier. Mary, or I guess Pippin, uh, just singing the most yeah. haunting song you'll ever hear. Uh, contrasted with Denethor eating cherry tomatoes in the most disgusting way possible, uh, and you know, contrast that with with Faramir riding out. That's a great scene uh, just by itself. Uh, and then you get the whole funeral and dousing himself in lighting yes. himself on fire. Like all, I like. You know, all that stuff really works for me. Here's here's what I would say to the regression. Snyder Cup vibes. Hmm. (laughs) Why? Fair enough. Opinion valid. You see, you see how Rohan. You know, the leadership of Rohan was corrupted by by Saruman with you know the old king and everything. So so now contrast with Gondor, the steward Mm. of Gondor, and you see what's going on there. You see why Aragorn needs to return and become the king. And Denethor wasn't corrupted. He's just a shitty leader. Yeah. Yeah, all of that really is just keeping really me away king. from Viggo Mortensen leading a ghost army, though. Like, <laughs> it's keeping me away from like the ghost the army bro who's trying to help his bro who's like about to become a drug addict. Like, they're yeah. not bad. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I don't need them. Like, no, I like I'm invested in this other. There's stuff. a homeless guy mm-hmm. who has cleaned himself up by this film. He's looking so good, other than these crazy teeth that he has. But that's okay. His girlfriend is going to kind of commit suicide and then she's going to become a person. He's like, that's cool, baby. I got this awesome sword. Guess what it does? It helps me control Ghostbusters 2, and I can just go out and just take control of this army. And uh, I, I, you know, as a kid, again, the fantasy stuff, what's the best part of fantasy? is monsters and ghoulies and stuff. So, so getting more of that, Ghoulies. it's like, this is what you've been wanting in Lord of the Rings, right, Joe? The first, you know, like the running... First of all, they come off a fucking pirate ship, right? You got the, the big three, <laughs> like, getting off a pirate yep. ship to, Jack you know, Sparrow some fucking orcs. Yeah, and then he just, like, holds it up like a lightsaber, and, like, a green ghost so comes true. out of it. Like, it, it, I don't know, man. That, to me, so was This is cool. the ending we wanted so for Rise hyped. of Skywalker. Give me all the Force yeah. ghosts. Yeah, please. Co- that's, give me that, right? Yeah. But, that's um, not my favorite part, because, you know, I think the look of the ghost works for me, but... Practically, they're kind of a deus ex machina because you can't really fight back unless you're Aragorn, I guess. 
you, right. you know, you just go right through them. So they just come over and just annihilate everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, like there's one shot in the background where you just see them like swarm an elephant and take it down, like in the battle. Ah, yep, yeah. yeah, I'm here for it, man. I think that's so cool. <laughs> and like, you know, he he wrote the Eagles. So say what you want about DXX Machina. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, there's but, little um, flying yeah, eagles. Guess, just like, oh, the good eagles are here now. Everything's yeah, fine. To Mike's yeah, point, so we'll it is interesting that, uh, <laughs> that people are like, yeah, those eagles, that's so convenient. Well, there was also an undead army that was untouched army, that only invincible. one person yet could wield. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm, coolest, you most handsome guy. ghosts. I'm I'm here for all of that though, and giant yeah. spider. Like I I, yeah. I really like she all of the set pieces in this movie. Like I, to Incredible. me, yeah. the action works better than ever before. Two towers. That's I felt amazing. like we were meandering a little bit. It was kind of planting seeds. Yeah, those seeds pay off in Return of King, but I don't really give a shit. Like I I stand by. Like I don't need those extra characters. I get that they uh, service the plot well, but like if you take them out. The movie at its core is exactly the same. Sam Frodo Warriors Three. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me ask. Yeah. I I just want to ask this before we even move forward. Then to to what Joe's saying of this is the best. This is why the payoff of it. Of course, it wins eleven Academy Awards. It wins all the Academy Awards. It is nominated for. Joe, is this a film you would say is a best director, a, a best picture? You know all that stuff. I. I think it's it's culturally fucking fascinating that it was, right? Because Endgame, the MCU, like, they couldn't do any of that. You know what I mean? Like, no. this is uh, the Star Wars sequels. They didn't do that. Like, no, that you don't was, get an Oscar uh, for uh, picking up Mjolnir Cat, but for saying for Frodo, that's a fucking, yeah. you get yeah. gold for that, baby. Like, this was when, well, this was the height of like, ooh, this stuff's cool. Now it's like, I don't know, like, about five years ago, it became uncool to think anything is cool. So, like, you're never going to see stuff like that nominated again, I don't think. Well, not to take anything away from Marvel and the MCU, but I do think, you know, Endgame, I don't know, it's hard to compare those because it feels like Lord of the Rings will stay in the test of time better than any of the the Marvel movies, which I enjoy a lot of them, but I don't feel like as, as epic as Endgame and Infinity War could be at times, I don't think it'll be look back as like classic cinema in the way that Lord of the Rings will. Yeah. I mean, and we're going to talk at, uh, like the Hobbit shit. Like that didn't stick. Yeah. They didn't sweep no, everything. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? For sure. like, it, it was not. special. It was a lightning in a bottle situation. I think yeah. Mike was right that the better comparison is Rise of, Sc- of Star Wars in that, you know, it's the capper mm, to well, a thing that it could have just been handled poorly, yeah. but they, they didn't. They, they didn't fumble the ball. And I look at those Academy Awards as kind of awarded on the back of the entire trilogy as a whole. As a thing that was executed in the film industry, I think it's a lot of that. Because even like early reviews from Ebert and stuff was like, it's a pretty good movie. But then by the end, he's like, this is a culturally relevant, very important trilogy, (laughs) the final chapter. Like everyone had come around like, this is amazing that they made one of these good, let alone three of them, you know? And it's like a little bit. I think, uh, you know, the major difference maybe between star Wars and Marvel compared to this trilogy is that it is based on, it has source material that it's based on. So I think as, as, as Mm, hard as, as it is to make something good, it's, I think, a little easier to adapt something that's already good, like the books, rather than to have to make up a whole new trilogy, like with Star Wars, where they had to sort of make it nostalgic, but not too much, or people would complain. So they were trying to, you know, 
they're on a you know knife's edge, which they didn't really work out. And then uh, you know with Marvel, same thing. They had to make up their own stories, even if they're you know some of them are adopted from comic storylines. But uh, with this, it more or less follows the plot of the book, so you have that guideline to at least make sure it doesn't end up as like a total train wreck or something. And Tolkien gave you the answer to every question you never had. Like, it's such a dense source yeah. that it's like, hey, what kind of wood do the dwarves use for their axe handles? He probably told you. <laughs> right, right, you know? exactly. But, but Jacob, so the, you, it's that, hard to stay on the path. That yeah. source material ends with, and then all your characters get on a boat and they go to heaven. You know, you, you, you very well yeah. could mess that up. You know, it, it is impressive that it's not. Well, no doubt. Yeah, for for sure, Peter Jackson did a great job at like making that streamlining the story into a movie plot, basically, or three movie plots in a way that makes sense with three acts in every movie and all that stuff. So definitely, it's a huge accomplishment. But I still think it's a little bit easier to take take that source material and make it into something good rather than to create a whole original trilogy or something like that you have story beats and it was originally one book they cut it into three to publish it that way yeah. so it's like if the second movie is weird it's because it has sort of a conclusion but then i've just met new characters like 45 minutes ago two. and like that's you know why it's kind of weird and i get where joe's coming from um and then this is trying to pay all that off so joe said too this is the fastest three hours there is a lot happening compared to fellowship oh, yeah. or two towers so yeah, this is the loaded. one where the most happens yeah um yeah and so, like, I want to talk about uh, Aragorn's thing real quick, just, like, because I love the imagery and I'm a nerd. Like, you know, Narsil is literally the broken sword, literally the broken line of kings, right? No one will take it up. Right. Uh, but it's supposed to be Aragorn, and they reforge into Elendil, and he has to literally take the symbol of, you know, man's failure and use it to right the ship. You know, I love that stuff. And, yeah, The Return of the King, it is an Aragorn movie, and I love his arc and... Even even Legolas and Gimli are scared to go into that cave. He's like, it's a ghost? And he's like, fuck it. I got <laughs> to do king shit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't give a shit, man. He's a great it's leader. It's time to be a king. I, yeah, I mean, I adore it. I think uh, the first three hours is all killer, no filler. Uh, they stick the landing. And then they stay on stage for 45 minutes and just pat themselves <laughs> on the back. And I fucking hate it. Can't I think tough. they earned it, but you can just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they have to, yeah, everyone has to be in that bedroom. <laughs> there's, oh, like, oh, the there's like a 15 minute sequence. And I remember it so vividly seeing it the first time being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Watching it this time, it was like, this is outrageous. Slow mo smiles of every character. Oh, yeah. like, so it, it's literally a Broadway, like it, you yeah. know, and the players. Oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally let right, me uh, say one thing I noticed, because we're talking about how little Legolas knows from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they all what? come in, when they all come in, he's like, says Gimli. <laughs> Sam, and then it just, he just looks at Legolas. He doesn't say his name because he doesn't know who that guy is. I had Good. the same and thought. I was here. like, does he even know his name? Because he says Gimli right before that. And then Legolas Gimli. steps in. He's like, hey, you. <laughs> hey, Gimli's <laughs> friend. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he has no idea who Legolas is. That, that but, uh, sequence is like, in fellowship. what a fucking acid trip that sequence is. It's just so <laughs> disarming. It's and like the The whole movie is so gray. It's like a gorgeous dark gray, blue, maroon, like a really deep color mm-hmm. palette. Blow all of that out with the softest white light like you've ever seen. Yeah, what should we color balance? I'm going to point it at the sun. Yeah, but that's like everyone the, uh, looks so soft. It's, it's so the, the happy, you know, Everyone's happy. Yeah. 
the ring is destroyed. Well, yeah, and there uh, could be a there could be a reading six of this. Times. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> no, but I, I like it. I'll tell you why. Because that's the worst. Yeah, when they, they really Sam says, you. "I don't think this is something we're going to return from," there could be a reading that World War One style, as this is sort of drawing upon. Maybe they just fucking die in the trenches, and this is just them right. just you know spacing out, right? So they get yeah. this, you know, they extended, you know, everyone's all right, everyone's happy. Then they go back to the Shire, but here's why I like it, because oh, you it's kind of a bittersweet. I'm changed. What? Yeah. I'm you, changed. You skipped the Star Wars ending where Aragorn oh, yeah, is crowned and everyone's oh, like, Of course, they get right. the medal. Yeah, the Wookiee gets the, uh, the medal, Joe. Yeah, Gimli does. Yeah, there's like four right. endings, you're right, but... But when they go oh, back to the Shire, it's bittersweet because Frodo, for Frodo, it's like he has PTSD from the war. So it's like he can never truly be back home because he just feels the effects of the ring. So obviously he has to go off on the ship to the Greylands with the elves, right? Well, yeah, and there's... I don't like it. Joe loves it. He's got PTSD, Joe. Joe. watching on YouTube. You wouldn't understand. Like you have to carry the ring. I get it. I get it. But yeah. it it is, but it, it's interesting because it's not just Frodo. Like, all four of them, when they go back, they're yeah. sitting in the green dragon and like, oh, watch the pumpkin, you know, and they're doing Hobbit shit. Like, they the have same. a look where it's like, it, it's never going to be the same and we'll never be able to relate to back. them yeah, the no, same Hobbit way Hobbit shit don't matter to too much anymore. Shit. I've killed orcs. <laughs> but literally, it's like World War One. you know, they've seen too much shit in the trenches and now it's like returning to home life is impossible. Drink as much as you can. <laughs> Yeah. It's a real, it's a real thing, and like um, yeah. this is a good change from the book because you know they kill Sauron in the beginning. He, he gets falls off the tower. He lives. They're just basically like, all right, Sauron, you can't do evil anymore. Stay up there. Bye. We got to go. And so he ends up taking like a couple hundred orcs or something to the Shire and attacks it. And the the, the hobbits end up defending the Shire, killing mm-hmm. the orcs, and then it's like we saved the day because we were learned how to fight. But I prefer that it's untouched in the films and like it's right. literally this alien place now that they've saved it but they can't go back to it that's way more powerful i think to me yeah yeah for sure um and frodo like bilbo doesn't tell his friends he's leaving either if he springs it on him last minute just like on the 111st birthday party uh. of fellowship they're like poetry and they rhyme uh i, I thought all that stuff all works for me it's very poignant yeah i think yeah. it's the appropriate way all of them went to war mary you know fought a freaking fell beast or fought the night witch king and Pippin fought a fell beast with Gandalf. Like, right. They seen some shit. Yeah. There's some bad guys yeah, in this movie, Mike. There's a, there's a motherfucking witch king and uh, Jacob. Last time we talked to Chris, <laughs> I am he, no man. He, 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 he Chris very eloquently mm-hmm. set up um, something I've never thought of before, which is truly that the end of that film goes, Ooh, there's going to be a female antagonist in the next one, and you meet it in this, mm. and it's Shelob, a gigantic spider, you know, I right. guess of a Not female Helob. gender. But do you love Shelob? Not Helob. Not Helob. Uh, it's a yeah. Shelob. Subtle and good. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when these movies were coming out, the Harry Potter movies were coming out around the same time, right? And there's a giant spider uh, in the second one, right? Chamber of Secrets. Aragog. Who's so, better? Uh, Good I memory, think Mike. Shelob is better, but yeah. uh, you know, Aragog is like bigger and like can talk, so it's like different, I guess. But uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I had more of a you know a, a bit of arachnophobia. Like I'm kind of I don't really anymore because I'm not 
not afraid of nothing anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, he's a big boy now. That's yeah, right. Big boy. Yeah. Uh, but when I was a kid, I was like, "Damn, why are all these fucking movies have giant spiders in them?" It's like I don't, I'm not a fan no. of it. But because little boys no, are scared great. of them, dog. That's exactly why. Yeah. Peter Jackson's scared of them too. He, yeah. he said he took everything he thought was scary about spiders and put it into one single spider. <laughs> and that's what the design it for works She-Lab was. Really yeah, well, I think man. it works really well. Yeah. There's some great yeah, horror I, elements like in the way it's shot and like the use of sound in that whole sequence is really smart. Yeah, back to his roots, man. The, the horror influence and origins of Peter Jackson really comes in handy a lot in just building tensions, whether it's a scary scene like this or even with the battles. Horror is a, a balance of tension and release, right? And he knows how to do that. That's yeah. pretty good. This one I was... Um, the stark difference in the Hobbit sizes throughout this movie, there's some there's some big inconsistencies. Like sometimes they're like <laughs> two feet tall. Like there's one well, one shot the best they can, you know. And I think in like the third like half- ending where they like zoom out and it's like, oh, those are just like children. Like the lollipop <laughs> gang is here. Uh, yeah, if you see them next to normal people, they're supposed to come up like halfway, basically. Like they're half the size of a Halfling, maybe. But they yeah. do such a good job of the spider being so scary. But I kept like pulling myself out of the scene, being like, I wonder what it would look like if the Warriors 3 were fighting this <laughs> oh, thing. I've like, never how thought much about more that, gross would size this guy. fight be? Because yeah. it would That's be like. Good- you know, a, a little more of a fair fight, but like, I feel yeah. like it would be way grosser in a weird way. Like, to him, it's like two elephants, but to a normal person, it's like one elephant. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe you could do it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I want to know about the scale, Watt, since you brought that up. Who do you think is the giant male and female hands that are caressing their faces when you just see Gandalf's sleeve and shit? They, they use a larger than normal hand, right? I don't know. One time when he's when he has the horse and he has Pippin, he goes, now we're in Gondor territory. He has like a little baby boy that he's like holding on his horse. I was like, yeah. Ian McKellen, get away from that child. Yeah, that's a toddler all of a sudden. Yeah. Like they, they range from like the yeah. size of a, f- a three-year-old to the size of a 12-year-old, depending on like what the shot is. Truly. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they had scale doubles and all kinds of tricks, CG and all that. But yeah, I, 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 it is funny to think about the spider. And then even the, um, the orc who comes out, like, yeah, a normal dude would just take that guy out, you know? Like a normal-sized warrior. Right. I guess. He's got a great walk cycle, though, skulking with that, that <laughs> knife. Uh, but this, um, I guess, well, I was going to say now, you know, we've had, um, like, Sam has to then take the ring up. But is this, this is after the split. We didn't even talk about the breakup, you know, the gaslighting of Smeagol, right? Because that's what leads us into Aragog's domain is Smeagol's betrayal, basically. He's telling Frodo, right. he's going to ask you for the ring. I see. He's always looking at it. You know, he's doing shady shit, dude. That and then that uh, hobbit can eat all the bread. I'm telling you, that guy's going to eat your bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gollum and the Smeagol, I actually... Gollum was the best, and he had the best arc in Two Towers, where he started out. He wanted to follow Frodo as his master, but he, you know, was betrayed in his eyes by Frodo. So then he finally gives in to his evil side, Gollum, and decides to uh, lead them to Shelob, right? To get the and ring uh, back, and that's a good distinction. Uh, just quick, I think 
looking at two towers as a Smeagol movie is Smeagol's in that and Gollum is in this and that's oh, that right. is good and you that even get good. the the background introduction of how Smeagol first got the ring hanging oh, out with his friend a Deagle, great opening right? scene yeah what do you think about that Man, I love that scene I thought that whole sequence was so good the body horror of like the transitionary as he changes period. yeah so good eating that he grosser in some of his transition phases oh, yeah. than he did as Gollum really uh, I forgot what red was Jacob <laughs> we talked a little bit about uh, if we thought he held up what do you think about the look of Gollum in these films oh I think it's great yeah it does hold up and uh because he has very expressive eyes too. So even the face close-ups like work really well because he can act with his eyes. And it was like obviously revolutionary at the time, uh, but to still hold up today, I mean, it looks better than CG that's in some movies that come out today. Like fucking Venom. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. you know, CG is better in this movie than Venom too. Let there be 20 years. Oh, think about Alita Big Eyes Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even her eyes large as they are, cannot compete with Smeagol and Gollum. No. Yeah. But he starts, you know, having those conversations with himself, like in the water. And like, it's like, maybe you shouldn't talk about killing them out loud next to them. And Sam hears it and immediately it's <laughs> violence time. So Sam is kind of maybe over the line. I don't know. He just hits him with a pot. Not the best oh, play, maybe. Not once. What do you do? Not once Gollum's is he over weakness the line. Is, uh, Should have gone for the head, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he Gollum's biggest days. weakness is he has to talk to himself to, yeah. you know, air out all his thoughts and then Sam overhears him. Yeah, Look, no inner saw that guy is a big weakness. At the, at the top of our journey and he was skulking around and the leader <laughs> was like, uh, yeah, that guy, it's sad. It's a sad story. You, you don't want to talk to that Never guy. Never trust him. And then your buddy is like, okay, okay I'm going to be best friends with that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. no, absolutely the fuck not. I just heard him say he's going to kill us. At the end of the last movie, he's like, pacing around the woods being like yeah i'm gonna feed him to a giant spider okay <laughs> hey come on guys like no no but, sam was, but Gandalf true, was yeah. right i mean sam if they, was if right they killed Gollum in the beginning sam and frodo would have never made it to the volcano so they needed him alive <sighs> everything had to happen how it happened or they wouldn't yes. have gotten to the, or the volcano i think is what oh, Gandalf well, was basically to- thinking in the beginning to that point jacob this is the first time i've ever watched this film where i really felt um the machinations and impact of you know the stuff where aragorn's making the plan to draw sauron's eye which you know progresses the duo forward Mm -hmm. if Gollum didn't do this that you do feel those dominoes now again just to compare it to something else you said I will say it doesn't feel as satisfying as like a Harry Potter's Deathly Hollows Part 2, where I, I think that works much more servicing the lead character. Again, that is more of a Harry Potter film, although like Joe's mm. saying, these are ring films. The The lead character in these movies are a ring, I guess. <laughs> it's the, um, the brotherhood is this. the main well, character. Yeah. The main yeah, character Frodo is the friendship you made along the way. Yes, Frodo exactly. kind of gets sidelined by the nature of the story. Basically, yes. Frodo and Sam and Gollum's story is happening completely separate from everything else that's happening. So all the other that's plot hard. stuff that's, that's happening. That's hard to pull off. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like Joe said, the friends you made along the way are the real main character. It is like, it's the story of Brotherhood. conflict over power from the micro to the macro level of how does it affect a nation, a king, a town, and a little hobbit. And it's looking at all Mm -hmm. of it. And that's what he tried to cover in the book. So it is hard to do cinematically. And it does 
drag, not in a bad way for me, but it's like you feel exhausted by the time you're getting to the end of this with selling like Frodo, that, you are worn out. And I don't know if that's on yeah. purpose or just because it's long, but you feel it. For sure. You feel thirsty, yeah. tired, hungry. To, to that point, Mike, the hunger that I have talked about this entire time where we did fellowship and it was like, can I just watch Two Towers now? I mean, Joe, you said when we finished that one, you immediately put Return of the King on. When this That's one was how I've over. I've done all of these is, is hey, the second it was over, I went and watched all it. Right, do you want to run to The Hobbit right now after this incredibly draining third epic Five no, hours long. Exactly. Bilbo Baggins. It uh, you know, it fucking it 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 sticks the landing to me. It really does. It was really yeah. satisfying. This is this is my favorite rewatch of a movie I've done specifically for the pod. Um it's not my typical rotation. I probably wouldn't have watched these movies for another five years if uh we didn't cover them on the show. Uh but I'm really glad that we did because Return of the King, I, I really enjoyed it, man. It got me hankering for a D&D campaign. Like, everything mm-hmm. paid off for me really well. Uh, I just hate the ending. I just I just hate, like, I pick one. Pick one, dog. You, you can have everyone, you know, having a pillow no, they're fight. All, they're, they're all going to kill yourselves. That's <laughs> no, my issue. <laughs> a pillow need, fight. It's an epic. Be, it needs multiple endings. It doesn't. It doesn't. This, to me, is like this and, uh, you know, like... A lot of movies, they all do that. Like, uh, Revenge of the Sith is another great example of, like, just pick a fucking ending and have that be your ending. I don't need six of them. I hear you on the long endings. Let's talk about some of the um, other characters that have uh, endings. Like, we see you don't like Faramir, right? We have Eowyn, (laughs) who is with Theoden, right? We get to see... Uh, him going into battle with Aragorn, right? And then you see Aragorn learning how to deal with another king tactically. Like, you're seeing Aragorn level up. But along the way, uh, Eowyn and Mary sneak into the battle, you know? And so that's kind of her arc. And then yeah. we get the Witch Eowyn. King fight. We can talk about that. The great, the probably the biggest badass moment any female gets in these books and That movies, was the original, period. Uh, you know, Mar- I think in Endgame, when all the, the female Marvel characters team up, <laughs> This True. is the original girls get it done moment, right? Right. It's, and it's the original, not my daughter, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's, oh, true. that's what it is. Do you yeah. guys... Um, but do yeah, you this guys... happens in the books, too, so it's it's before any movie, really, because it was written And they're so still long following ago. in its footsteps. Yeah. Do you like the riddle of, you know, no man can kill me? Well, I don't think it I'm should be literal, it, because yeah. it's like... I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be taken as literally, I guess. I don't think there's a magic spell that says if you present as male, <laughs> like you cannot dick. inflict damage upon that guy. Right? What, like, there's uh, a, there's uh, another piece of media where it's like not born by a woman and they're like, ha, it was a cesarean. And that's, is it Macbeth? Uh, what, what is oh, it? Oh yeah, there's remember. something like it. I think is it there is. something like, like that in Macbeth? And uh, yeah, that just comes up. That riddle just comes up in a lot of stuff where people write and they go, you didn't think of this wording though. I hate there's it. A similar, I, uh, there's a similar riddle in Buffy actually where there's actual a, there's size this, is that weird no there's uh well i was thinking there's this guy that basically there's a prophecy that like no weapon forge can be used against him so buffy just shoots him with a rocket launcher and that kills him because <laughs> it wasn't it's forged. Not a forged she, didn't, she didn't make <laughs> it wow see i love it yeah um, i think he was just you know gassing himself up and he just happened to 
underhand her the perfect pitch, you know? Mike, just be he, a badass. He, Mike, uh, the perfect pitch. He, he rolls up on his mini dragon and goes, bitch, this is a mini dragon. Don't even try it. And she cuts its head off and he's like, the audacity. <laughs> and gets oh, dear, yeah. No yeah. man could kill me. Big, uh, big Cobra Commander yeah. energy from the Witch yes, King. That, like, yes. I didn't remember you, him being that snarky. No, <laughs> he's like, just, he he's not going to fight you. He's just going to talk about I didn't about remember him. the, uh, Sorry, the guy yes, I didn't remember his the... <laughs> the guy that shows up at the black gate and is like, "Oh, my my master Sauron!" Oh, that's the mouth of Sauron. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did not remember that guy. Extended only. only for him. Extended. Yeah, that's the reason. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That is one of my favorite moments in this watch. <laughs> He's like, and Aragorn just goes up all this shit. And Aragorn's like, "Okay, okay," <laughs> and just yeah. cuts his head off. Come the on, negotiations man. have ended. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. the most Dark Souls dude in these movies. But uh, Eowyn, I think, uh, you know, her, her love triangle with Aragorn sort of is interesting because, you know, she... Well, I Aragorn guess, breaks up with her before he goes to get the ghost. Well, I always just feel like she kind of has a crush on him. He's not that into her, obviously, because... I could be your uh, granddad, you know, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, he's 87. His true love is like an immortal elf, and then she's just a normal-ass person. Like, she never really had a chance with Aragorn, but yeah. she she ends up with Faramir, so everyone's happy Ooh. in the end, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. She's oh. the werewolf boy. She settles with Faramir, but here's the real ship. It should have been her and Short King Mary. And, and Mary? Like, that is the relationship <laughs> yeah. to last of all wife. time. She's... She's supporting him. She's Take like, wife. why should you doubt him? She talks to Carl Urban like, don't you talk shit? That's my man, right? And it's like, yeah. that would be good. Dude, like. she's great. And they but she the identifies with together. him because they're both underestimated, but they both go into battle. Yeah, uh, exactly. So th- that's oh. the one true ship. That's I my like new headcanon, Mike. I love it's, it. The Thank only you. thing I've ever wanted animal um, house style of credits at the end that tell me where these people go is just she's going to have a story for the rest of her life that's like you know one time they told me I couldn't join the army and then I fucking killed a dragon and this guy said no man may slay me and I was like shut the fuck up she's been telling this story at the local bar for 70 years right <laughs> yeah exactly because she um, just settles with Faramir who's not a king and then what do you do you kill the witch king you're bad Faramir, yeah, she's Faramir an army. is the new steward right of Gondor too, which yeah I yeah yeah like, well no is he gonna be the steward of Gondor Aragorn's the king of all men now um, is he yeah, just because, gonna sit there because Aragorn Aragorn is king of like Gondor and other uh, the Numenorians. Like, yeah, yeah, so I think uh, Faramir is kind of like his his lieutenant to, that watches Water over this tree. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a couple of casting notes too about both two towers in this, but uh, you know I mentioned Grima Wormtongue, the best. Uh, <laughs> Aomer, right? Aomir. Yeah. Um, I never knew. I never realized that that was. Carl Urban, oh, of course, but, like from Star Trek mm-hmm. and the Boys and Dread. I like I never put that together, so I always watched that as a kid. I never knew who that was, and now I'm really like, oh, I know that guy. It's a pretty big yeah. part in this one, Jacob. He he's in yeah. every scene where they're in a council meeting. He's in the background, just nodding. Yeah, and yeah, I think he becomes Faden. the new king of Rohan from the books. But uh, yeah, I, I then, wondered. Oh no! Yeah, I'm just saying, so one, wondering what Ao means in that language because we have Aowin, Aomer, and then Theoden. Like, is the th prefix gonna for the king? Will he become Theomer when he's king? It's basically J.R. Tolkien. It could be. That's a question he would love to answer for you too. <laughs> he probably has yeah, a detailed yeah. explanation for it. Yeah. In fictional languages, <laughs> it probably means horse lord in uh, the, the native lord. tongue. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, and speaking yeah. of horse lords, my other favorite character that you guys didn't mention yes. from Two Towers, friggin' Shadowfax, the king of all horses, <laughs> oh the best mm-hmm. horse king in the world. When, when he introduces him, get up, goes, and of course, this is Shadowfax. This is <laughs> the Lord. Many he gets his own the king of all horses, scene. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a beautiful you. white horse. Uh, Gandalf has friends in high places. He literally chills with the no king of all horses. No way do you ride the king of all horses, you fucking asshole. And he's majestic. Yeah, he's the most majestic horse. I love him. Yeah. And I so just feed I was really disappointed there was no Shadowfax mention so last true. week, but... Uh, Man, that's a, what a horse. What a horse. Well, what a horse. Um, yeah. uh, can I throw it to my favorite Gandalf scene in this one? Uh, is he on the horse when it happens? Is it outside? Yes, because he's, he's battling the Nazgul. With the fell beast. When the fucking, uh, his staff explodes, and yeah. we got fucking, we had dual wielding Gandalf this entire th- time. I'll talk about the video game, Battle I guess, mage. probably at the end yeah. here. But in this, you know, when he just goes straight to the sword by the end of it, it's awesome. Yeah, he's doing some cool fight fight moves. Um, and Gandalf is a Maiar, so he's not actually a human, but he's a uh, basically a mortal uh, angel and Sauron. <laughs> yeah, it's not wrong. <laughs> that is yeah, like the wizards are like, Here's the words like I human manifestations of angels. Yeah. Angel? Yeah. Not on that list. Yeah, no. well there's the Valar in the, you know, this is all in the Silmarillion and all that, but sure. Sauron is a fallen Valar who's like a fallen angel who becomes the Dark Lord. Uh, uh-huh. So he Gandalf's kind of on the same level, but he's a lesser. Uh, he's a Maiar, which is like a lesser Valar, I think. And Saruman is is as well. All the all the uh, wizards are Radagast the, the wizards, Brown. Yeah, yeah, there's like five Radagast, of them, and they're like yeah, legit a different race. So he's not actually a human. He just takes the human form. But now that his duty is done, that's why he leaves too at the end and goes on the ship because he's like, my duty here is done. Right. Did you know that's why she doesn't like, die? Mind. You hit me with an Anakin Skywalker. Are you an angel? <laughs> I did not expect yeah, that. Yeah, yeah you didn't knows. think uh, you didn't think Gandalf was just a normal human, did you? I, yeah, did are you? there any normal humans? I can get like Aragorn's a thousand. <laughs> not really. The other yeah, one's eighty seven or whatever. Yeah, I just yeah, assumed yeah. wizard was a race. Basically, it is. That's what yeah, they are. They're, they're yeah. Just yeah, but, but they're like they're like demigods or angels, basically. Well, everybody knows that when, you know, the universe was created and the gods tried to play their tune, Melchior would only play a dissonant chord to create chaos amongst the uh, harmony. Right. That and he is the coerced of- a lot of the... So Melkor is the original Dark Lord He's who the coerced Joker, baby. Sauron. And then yeah. basically Sauron is the manifestation of that vibe that's been around I, since the Joe beginning of time. Somebody just wants this. to fuck shit up. And the Balrogs yeah, are also like both. fallen... Valar Let's as well. do it. We're, we're hijacking. Yeah. No, but, but, but you know it's it does come back together. Has a sword and there's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I like how yeah. he like, cuts the head off the dragon. Um, I do, yeah. But, I like but the thematically, violence. though. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it full circle. We'll get to the violence. The idea is there was always one god that was just fucking shit up for everybody because he wanted to. And then, like, all right, we got the kings of men and these armies are trying to be peaceful. And then here's Sauron just fucking shit up because he wants to. Because sometimes in the world there's just. People want to fuck shit up, and we got to <laughs> band together and stop them. And that's kind of, you know, the theme of these. And that's why we must do violence. Um, exactly. Good yeah. versus evil. Must do violence. Yeah. <laughs> must do violence. And Sam, like, I guess, should have done more violence on 
Spiegel, you're right. I mean, he probably would have saved his boy's finger. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, Gollum That's took it to down you know, one finger. <laughs> made a crunch wrap out of his goddamn finger. <laughs> Which would That's that true. work? What is, what is the logic there? Like, you have the all powerful ring on, and <laughs> someone can just bite your thingy off, like. <laughs> Well, it's well like, that's how it was. Yeah, that's how Sauron was originally defeated. He oh, yeah, sealed right. or chopped the the yeah. finger I off. Twelve yeah. hours before I had seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It disarmed me too, Joe. I, I did not <laughs> consider that. I was like, mm. it disarmed yeah. Sauron too. <laughs> yeah, but that's why Disfinger. again, that's why you need Gollum. Mm-hmm. You know, because basically Frodo inevitably was was not going to be able to do it at the end. He had a moment of weakness, but then Gollum is there to bite his finger off and then fall into the lava. So. It's a good thing he was there. That's why. And is, is that how it goes in men. the book? Yes. So yeah. in the book, where he steals um, it from him, he gets he bites the fingy, and then he just has it, and then he doesn't just fall off. In the book, he's dancing around like an idiot and loses his footing, and it's like, oh, Dave, yeah. that's mocking. Here we go again. But mm-hmm. um, he is happy in this. I like. Yeah, he's happy that he has the ring, and in his elation, he falls. But I liked it in this. Frodo is still jealous and wants it, and tackles him off the edge in his, you know. The draw of the ring is such that I think that's a stronger ending than him just slipping yeah. with a slide yeah. whistle sound effect, you know? <laughs> just, 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 I made a butt of toesies. We get a Terminator 2, you know, <laughs> leaves the ring on a little rock. <laughs> but here's, so, so we do finally get to Mount Doom. They destroy the ring. I have a question. Elrond was there when a Sealdor could not throw the ring in there. He has a council to say we should go to Mount Doom. But he sends only people who have never been to Mount Doom and don't know how to get there. <laughs> yeah, Why he doesn't want to actually do it. He's trying to get out of there. Like he's, his job is done. Ready. Let's go west. I got vacation yeah. next week, guys. I'm not postponing. <laughs> you know? Look, the time of the is over. You know, men are screwed, but uh, we're yeah. out. But, Sorry. but I got a cabin at yeah, the Poconos, kind of so uh, you guys are going to have to if deal you, with If you uh, defeat the ultimate evil, hit me up. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can jet ski. Going down to Finger Lakes next week. But he finally accepts Aragorn and reforges Narsil as uh, Elendil, the new sword for Aragorn. And he's like, all right, you're, you guess you can date my daughter. You know, so yeah. he does he does his part, I guess. You're only yeah. 87 years old. You're kind of young, but it's all right. He the the Lord dudes in this, this movie are like nerd royalty, too. I mean, you got <laughs> Red Skull, Mr. Smith, and uh, what's his name? Ewan? Oh, yeah. Like he's in Neymar. all of those, and then you got the uh, Gandalf Elrond. and uh, Magneto. Magneto. Like it's crazy the like nerd cred in those two alone. Yeah, Draw oh, Dracula oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, Count Dooku, and yeah, like there's, there's craziness. Yeah. Oh man, well, someone needs Christopher to put Lee. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned before, but he wanted to play Gandalf because he was a fan of the books. So he like basically begged Peter Jackson to be Gandalf, but he's like, uh, I think you're more Sorry, of a Saruman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You look mean. <laughs> and he, um, he's the only person who actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. He was like a secret agent. He's like a real life oh, badass. Yeah. If you don't yeah, know about like, Christopher life. Lee, yeah. look it up. But someone needs to put double the pride, double the fall, and then have him fall <laughs> off the tower. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and Chucky just gets him with with like a Chucky kill too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't take yeah this he basically just talks yeah. shit about him, and then he's like, "Oh, you oh, talk shit does. about me? I'm gonna stab you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. you, no. Fuck <laughs> yeah, fuck basically exactly but, um, what happened. We do get a fireball that looked weird. I don't think the fireball was great. 
Because the Wizards up to that point just had the Force, basically. It's the only time yeah, we see, much. like, Fireball. Well, the first, the, the first Wizard fight it's in 4 Fellowship 10, though. It's a, it's isn't serious, the best. It's a, a Fireball, so... I think the first fight between Gandalf and Saruman wasn't really the best. It was just, like, they're kind of just throwing each other around the room, and it's shot oh, really weird. But they, like, trip work. each other with their sticks a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. Too old. Yeah. 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 They do do it's magic. Yeah. He's like, I don't want lightning bolts flying around and shit. That's stupid. Uh, yeah. So. Only but this six. is um, this was only in the extended cut to Saruman being dead. So the theatrical cut, he's just up on a tower hanging out with Grima. I guess. Yeah, they cut a lot of his story, which uh, I, I like the extended. Like everything the extended stuff adds, I think is is necessary. This one didn't. For the extensions in the extended cut did not feel out of place or make it feel longer. I mean, like I said, I think the first three hours of this plays faster to me than any other movie or any other piece of the Lord of the Rings. It's just like, once we hit those multiple endings, just like, you know, it's yeah. just so what's slams the point? on what's the, the well, So what's the ending at which you would just stop? You just, once Aragorn gets crowned credits for you? Yeah, yeah. Give everyone their happy-go-lucky uh, No, you need the bittersweet Frodo scene. ending, though. You don't, you don't. The pillow fight sequence no, is disagree. enough to me of like, <laughs> it's shot dreamlike. If you want to take away that they're really dead that works like it's shot like that it feels like that there are oh. characters who you know you thought were dead on the battlefield who just walk in like it feels like it could work and then yeah, yeah okay. and return of the king with the king returning <laughs> like i don't know yeah. i don't need to see like i think it's and then it's, frodo wrote the book and that book is what you're watching and then now sam finished writing the book yeah, it's like That's i don't think that every fantasy Thing has to be like oh and then they wrote the book and it was the name of the book that it's based That's on because right. Game, yeah. Game of Thrones did that too isn't that what they do with yeah. Peter Dinklage Jacob yeah yeah he like writes a book he's like and it's called A Game of Thrones <laughs> but um I like By the endings Peter because Jackson. it fits the spirit of the books as well too because basically the books end and you have a bunch of appendices where you can read more about the the world so I like that it kind of shows and, and, you but, like and Jacob to, the world to that, goes it's, on it's things like and Sam's daughter grew, you know, at, at the age of thirty as a Bucksmith. Yeah. Like it's it's not uh, mm-hmm. short it goes on breath. Yeah. yeah, it's it is fleshed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean Harry Potter yeah, does yeah. this too, but they only did one ending. You know what I mean? Like there's just the one scene of like and now they're all grown up and they're on their different path. And yeah, but if I could remove anything from that series, <laughs> it would be that scene. So I, oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah. artificially I just, aged like, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe and stuff. Just let the movie Three end. Three characters. It, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I think you just don't end. need the last 20 minutes. Yeah, Your story ended. You're just like yeah. adding shit on. Like, don't drag your you know, If I was telling a story about this podcast and this podcast ended, I wouldn't like be like, and then the next day, Mike had Syria and Jacob <laughs> slept through his alarm. But he woke up the yeah. second time. Like, I don't fucking care. The story's <laughs> yeah. over, dog. Like, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's well, talk about the, the ending. Yeah. I would say that everyone criticizes, obviously, it's the eagles come. After the ring's destroyed, these convenient eagles show up and pick them up. One note before we get into the uh, deus ex of it all. Have you ever noticed the Smeagol eagle? No. The Smeagol eagle? It's like a dumb looking eagle. No, no, no. When the eagles pick up Sam and Frodo, they're on the rock, right? Um, Three eagles arrive to take them because... Gandalf sent the eagles thinking that Smeagol would have survived. And he oh. sent an eagle for him just in case. And that makes me feel what a little a nice bit sad. Guy. Uh, yeah. No, that junk is 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Know. that's <laughs> why Gandalf is ring, an dude. angel and he's better than us because he cares about even so, poor little Gollum. Joe, I'm going to pose this to you first. Why couldn't the Eagles then just take the ring and drop it in a volcano? Go. Because friendship. They were busy. <laughs> okay. I'll give a real one. I think it's very clearly outlined at the end when when Frodo gets in the proximity of that thing, that motherfucking spotlight zeroes in on you. If you're taking yeah, a bird yeah, yeah. over in the sky, World War II style, da, 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 they're just going to fire a gun up at you and bring you down. But that's how yeah, that's the only way they could. The one, uh, so. That's the only way they could approach the volcano. They even needed Aragorn and all those guys to go distract Sauron's eye, right? So they, that's the only way is they could sneak in there. So they couldn't have eagles fly in there. Right, and the fell beasts might have got him. Here's my thought. Hmm. The hobbits are the only ones who can even hold this thing without going crazy. So maybe if an eagle picked it up, they're like, <laughs> fuck it, we're just going to go to the beach and steal everybody's <laughs> ice cream cones. <laughs> the bird <laughs> goes nuts. <laughs> just, they're just doing evil bird stuff. Yeah. Oh, they disappeared bird. and put that's the ring the on. That's the bird king. That's the biggest <laughs> bird, bird out king. there. Shadow bird. Gandalf is friends with the bird king. <laughs> He says, in, I think in the cartoon, it's like, ah, I'm the king of the eagles. You fixed my broken wing one time, Gandalf. That's why they help him out when, oh, yeah. when he's held captive by Saruman. That's right. Because he it's knows that he's good pals. He's king of the birds. Basically, Gandalf for hundreds of years has just been going around Middle Earth, like, befriending Smoking different out all the fucking favors, yeah. Jacob. I'm going to cash this in. Okay? <laughs> it's going to be a really yeah. big yeah. moment where I'm going to ask you for a favor. Thank you, okay. Sir Rivington, King of the Frogs. I will ask you for something. I, I'm, I'm the fucking king of horses. He fed me two sugar cubes 60 years ago, and now i got to haul this asshole around. He's fucking embarrassing me. No, I like to think, yeah, he goes to the Shire to load up on his long bottom leaf and then just goes around, dude, trying to party. What's up, horse king? Yeah, I put, time, I put dude. a saddle on a king. Like, wow, hey, I don't think you should be able to do that. How dare hey, you? Well, like the original, like the Hobbit begins with him showing up and just being like, Bilbo, you need like an adventure for your life. I'm going to send you out on an adventure. And Bilbo's like, no, I don't really want to do an adventure. He's like, I don't well, need too that. Bad. Too bad. Oh, you get more Gandalf in the Hobbits? You do get more we Gandalf do. in the Hobbits. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's throughout We're, all the movies. And, so. and I'm, I want to get, when we get so to Final R2 Thoughts, we can talk a little yeah, about, you know, what, what are you expecting out of the next trilogy? But but while we're talking just about other things, I want to say this real quick mm-hmm. to check in from here. Very successful trilogy is what we're finishing up here. And usually what that means is you get a quote unquote blank check to artistically create whatever you want after this. And we know what Peter Jackson ends up doing is remaking the film that inspired him as a child, that movies are magical mm-hmm. and powerful. He remakes King Kong. What is your guys' opinion on, not even that, I mean, if you want to say the Lovely Bones too, I guess, anything that's not The Hobbit, of, of other future mm. Peter Jackson material? Uh, quick Kong Corner, okay. Quick Kong Corner, I was always corner, a big Mike. fan of, uh, <laughs> I was always a big fan of Peter Jackson's King Kong. Really? And I thought it was great, and I wouldn't even say it's too long or anything like that i think it works it's like an epic and uh i i like it yeah it now I obviously you know that you need to defend it by saying those things because you are you are zeroing in on i i think the the universal opinion on that film is, is that it was not well received and that it is too long <laughs> interesting interesting personally i love it but they are on the boat too long 
Um, I would I would and, say the longest, the only part that I would maybe shorten is the ending when they go back to New York. I would maybe condense that. Oh, for the me, it's the boat part. before they get there. Yeah, like, I, love I like the, the boat ice skating island, and I love the New York stuff too. I mean, like post uh, Lord of the Rings, if if you could just take an hour out of every movie he made. And then put it into the Frighteners extended edition. Uh, that's what I would want. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. yeah, give me more Jake Busey. I never saw Hell the Lovely yeah. Bones. Not a fan. Um, I, I think even with King Kong, though, looking at Peter Jackson, then Colin, you tell me what you think. He was doing his thing. He took a source material that he was familiar with and he made it, you know, big and epic. And I think some of the CG, even though, is not as good as Lord of the Rings CG in, in King no. Kong. Like the dinosaurs don't hold yeah. up. Well. Andy Serkis again. Well. Yeah. Andy Serkis doing a mocap right? performance. That was Peter Jackson's big hook of, you thought Golem was interesting. Wait till you, like King Kong is going to be a character in this movie. I, Mike, I saw it one time in high school, big group of people, Everybody's saying this is the next Peter Jackson movie. Do you like Lord of the Rings? Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Blah blah blah. You know all that hype. I've never watched it again. I remember a lot of just mediocre feelings of people coming out of there. I don't know. I have the DVD. I had the DVD box set. King Kong. I had a very high quality statue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like it had a bunch. It was like a box. It had a bunch of extra features features and stuff stuff too. A lot of that. But I had a Weta statue of King Kong fighting the T-Rexes that was Ooh, very, very well cool. detailed. Like Joe was saying, they make good stuff, and oh, it was yeah. awesome. Weta the, Workshop. The tail yeah, got chipped. I'm telling you, like, mm-hmm. you, you love Peter Jackson at all. Get yourself a nice Weta Workshop piece. Um, yeah, absolutely. I remember a really bad video game. Uh, and maybe it's it good. Was, it's a good video game, Joe. Was it? <laughs> I, I, I remember, it's excellent. It was like one of the first Xbox games. Wasn't it? Or Tommy Xbox Gun. 360? Yeah, Maybe it was... It's a 360 launch title. Yeah, uh, Peter 360. Jackson was heavily involved in the production of it. And he offered sound design and the stages and props that they could scan in to get... Like, they sent the exact models of the creatures from the Weta computers and stuff like that. He was really into it. Uh, it's a good survival game. He plays Adrian Brody. And the attracting feature is you're surviving on the island... But there's no HUD. So, like, he'd be like, got six bullets left. It's, like, very immersive. That's mm. kind of the key factor. He didn't want a bunch of stuff wow. taking you out of the you world. You don't play so as calm like ever? It. You do, but oh, those okay. parts are less fun to me. Interesting. I remember just clunkier. feeling very much like, oh, this is a launch title, and it is broken. Like, that is my main memory of it. That mm. and uh, the Perfect Dark remake came out. They were both, like, launch mm. titles. And I, yeah, I, I didn't have bad. either one. I didn't have a fucking system on launch, but I went to someone's party and I remember being like, eh, this ain't that great. <laughs> Maybe I'll revisit before the next Whatcha the uh, King Kong game because I remember enjoying it and feeling like it was pretty tense when the Raptors are attacking me and he got just a spear. It's like, dude, this is not good. And then he had Jack Black running around with a camera. He voiced the character. Wow. Uh, stream it, Mike. So that's I'd, fun. I'd want you to play that. Yeah, I'll stream it. But, uh, you know, speaking of Weta, Weta episode we've had. What do you say? What do you say? Predictions for The Hobbit. Here's my We're prediction. We're going to do that okay. after we do final thoughts on The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, coming up next. Mist and shadow,
We're back. We're going to talk our final thoughts here on the final film and the original trilogy for J.R.R. Tolkien's masterpiece series, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson's masterpiece as well. Um, we'll get into our final thoughts. We'll give our predictions on The Hobbit. I want to do a quick shout out to uh, Australian character actor Bruce Spence, who plays the mouth of Sauron in this mm. deleted scene on this film. And Max? Um Mike, he is someone we've talked about in two films prior as maybe the best parts of both of those films. The Road Warrior, he plays the gyro captain, mm-hmm. the guy who pilots the helicopter. Uh, uh, and then in Attack of the Clones, he plays the alien who leans into Obi-Wan to be like, everything's fine here. General Grievous is uh, 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 hurting us. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, Obi-Wan has that green screeching, you know, thing that he's With, writing. Yeah, it's Nosferatu just guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crazy. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, that, now that you say it, like, even though you only see his mouth, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is him. I had no idea. I never knew that. Sure. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that. <laughs> well, here's a question I have. Um, and we'll start here then. So it's Return of the King, right? And so mm. one of the things Chris wanted me to bring up is the king really just Sam? And so, as I said, Sam goes home. He gets his wife and he finishes the book. He's, the, he's his own king in his own way. Short King Samwise Gamgee, right? Um, but I, I just want to mention, that's my favorite character. Sam is the heartbeat of the series, right? I'm coming yeah. with you. Can't carry it for you. I can't carry you. Great stuff. He gets the happy ending, even if it's seven endings in. Um, True. So that's my favorite character. So I want to ask Joe... Favorite character of these three movies? Oh man, all, all men are kings. Um, <laughs> nice. I, I, I think Aragorn is probably not you, my little favorite. kings. You bow for no one. <laughs> yes, what a um, line. Oh yeah, that's great too. No, man, I'm, I'm I I really like Aragorn's. Like, I don't want any responsibility. Oh, I have to be responsible. Okay, I'll take the ultimate responsibility, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a sword and commands a ghost army. Like, come on. It doesn't get any cooler than that. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty badass. And he's the one who says you bow to no one. What a what a great show of his character. <laughs> my, my only yeah. complaint with the writing, Joe, I wish the whole first movie was Strider, 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 that they didn't even say the words Aragorn. And then by that the would be cool. you know, second half of the second one, you get the he's shifting into third one, he's reborn here. But it they, they kind of imply that with the script, but it doesn't pay off that way. True. They don't really nail yeah. down the Strider nickname in no. those early movies. I'm, I hear no. you there. Um, but, I mean, honestly, like, it's really hard to pick a favorite character because I think what makes this work and why I don't think like Frodo's the main character is because they're, any one of them you could pick and any relationship with any other character is all going to have like a really strong payoff. Like, you know, whether it's Mary Pippin, Sam Aragorn, or Gimli, like, everyone's got something. Yeah, that's true, very true. Jacob, so who's your person that's got something that you're leaning towards? Well, you know, I like Aragorn. Obviously, Legolas is the coolest bow guy. guy. And he's a bow guy. He was my favorite when I was, <laughs> when I was younger, but he's not the best character. But he does get to do something cool. He takes down a whole elephant. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It only counts as one, as Gimli says. Yep. <laughs> uh I think Gollum is a great character. Yeah. Smeagol, Gollum. Um, yeah, it's hard to choose just one, but uh, I say Gandalf might be my wow overall favorite character because he's just uh, he's just a great character. Yeah, nice. I wish he would have just taken a pause and been like, I say 
bow guy. It is like bow guys. Uh, if you ever play D anD D with me, you know what I'll be. I'll be the freaking elf ranger out here with a longbow, right? Because that's me. That's him. Uh, but Gandalf is just—he's great, and uh, he's great characterization, and he's great in this movie, and I just love him. You know, got it. What more can you say? Grandier, yeah. Uh, Colin, how about you? Gandalf's journey's good. Uh, I, I kind of agree with Joe, and then I have a problem with the premise of the question, Mike, because mm. it is just, it's the ensemble. It's just, you know, it's that's, that's kind of what you're here for. Who's your favorite yeah. of the ten Eternals introduced in Eternals? That, you wouldn't say the ensemble. You would pick one. Pin the one where you're like, Jesus, at least I can tolerate this person. King O. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's no King-O. one in this cast where I'm like, you know, God, I wish, you know, that someone else had gone on this journey or done all these things. No, it, they're all perfect. I resonated like you uh, with the Sam storyline the most. And I think the most powerful line is, like I said, the realization that, you know, this motherfucker started this journey. I don't even know what we're doing. This is crazy to I don't think we're coming back from this thing let's go die basically that that's wild and sean astin acts the hell out of it but it's 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 just i i just wouldn't say sam's my favorite i just mm. I, I would never be able to just say that i don't think no nah, he's too much of a pushover to that realization too because you have that moment earlier in return of the king where he's looking at the rations and he's concerned yeah. about making sure they have enough for the way home and then the yeah. realization yeah. of like oh we don't need any for the way home because no. there is no. Then way you get home. Frodo saying, "Joe, uh, I don't remember what food tastes like," and you're like, "We should just both die." <laughs> like really, at that know, moment, Brad it is no like more. I do understand the ending, Jacob, where it's like there's no coming back. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't understand. Remember the t- feel of grass and stuff. It's really sad. Yeah. Let's be rid of it once, which is all, so but, you know, yeah. it's so unfair to Frodo because he never wanted this, but he just kind of agreed to hold a ring for a little bit in the first movie and i was doing yeah. all this shit. well let me tie these two things together then aragorn right some men are born great others have great mis- thrust upon them you know he's the descendant of a great line who doesn't want the responsibility frodo just happens upon responsibility so he has to yeah. acknowledge that it is his to take and frodo has to take it even though it doesn't belong to him and that's why the movies it, are kind it, of all one ensemble yeah. you're right and there's right. a lot of do-sex, Mike, of, you know, they got past this moment because this other thing happened. I think that's kind of breaking it down a little too much to call it that. Mm-hmm. There is a, a good moment of Frodo of when they're wearing that goblin armor and they're about to be attacked. And Sam says, I literally have no idea what to do here. <laughs> Frodo says, hit me. He, he comes up with the plan. He, he does, gets them yeah. out of that skirmish. You know, there, there, are, there is stuff like that that works for me there. Yeah, true, true. Great makeup on that orc then. I guess it is hard yeah. to, the no-nose guy. It's, it is hard. Yeah, I guess, with the to crazy pick eye. One. Yeah, he's cool, right? Um, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> he's, no, the, the, the way they make all the characters distinct, even like a random mob yes. character, right? It's good. Um, this is my other question I have. Uh, I'll throw it to Joe first. Have you ever watched all of these in one day? No. No. I have not. Okay. I don't, no. I don't think so. I don't think so, no. All right, Colin. I've done... Every other trilogy it, there is, but not that in one, one day. Mm, like Star I even Wars, think I've that. maybe done even all the Star Wars films in one day. Like all, I yeah, think I've, I've done, done that with wow. you, Joe, for sure. But yeah, again, we've, to we've throw done all it six, to my done Back uh, to the Future, indie, everything. Yes, got it. To throw it to Go my Foxtrot again, you know, my my little nerdy book here talking about it. They they say in there, you know, oh, can you you know 
wait till we're able to do the marathons and stuff. I think when the DVDs came out, I remember a lot of school friends being like, yo, we're going to watch all the Lord of the Rings. We're going to watch all the extended editions. Saturday and Sunday, you just come over. My mom's just going to make snacks. You can sleep over. Saturday and Sunday, it's just the three Lord of the Rings. I remember being like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm in for that. I, I think I have. Yeah. Now that I think of it, you know, I probably have done something like that as well. I used to go to my friend's house for sleepovers and whatnot, and he had uh, Lord of the Rings Risk themed you know, oh, the board game. Nice. Risk. I mean, very that interesting. <laughs> that is cool. So it was. We Could, would you the be in the same way that. that you can be like the Axis in the normal, like Germany and Japan and stuff? Could you be Mordor yeah. and move out? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think you just pick colors and then. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was like wow. a map of Middle Earth and all that, and it was just like Risk. And uh, we would play that, and we'd watch the movies on the background, and uh, it'd be great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I have done all the extendeds in one day. Back when I lived in Ohio, I did 10 a.m., started them, finished them by about 11 p.m. It's 12 hours. It's quite the undertaking. But uh, I have and done like, that. Mike. Like the taste, can you taste the Mountain Dew that you would like chug mm-hmm. like by Dr. movie Pepper, two, yeah. three hours in? Oh, God. At a certain oh. point, your eyes get fatigued. I, I distinctly yeah, remember yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was doing if I wasn't going to Halo land parties or something. Yeah. Hell Bingo. Yeah. But if somebody Bingo. called me and said, if somebody God. in 2021 were to invite me to say, hey, Saturday, Sunday, we're watching Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I would take them up. My mom's going to make some good news. Yeah. 2003, over, we're buddy. getting we're a pizza. Mm-hmm. My mom said we can land for Halo, and then we're going to rent <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Guys, Sign if I could fucking time up. travel that's to perfect, any time period. A perfect Jesus day in 2002. Christ. That's my shire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no going back. Uh, only that's we can get back to those Spike. days. That's the big lesson. You can't go back, and uh, no. you know the best days are behind I'm gonna us. I'm going to get on a boat but, after uh, this, but... <laughs> that question leads into kind of this this wrap-up thoughts. I think we're going to do our final thoughts here. Is I asked if you watched them all in one because it now, after reviewing them, we kind of got our thoughts of Return of the King and the other movies. It's hard to kind of think of these, even though we have been in these episodes, as separate films. I still, I still tend to look at it as a single completed work of which I just pick chapters, you know? So maybe we've Fair. talked Return of the King. Let's talk kind of our final thoughts on The Lord of the Rings experience uh, proper as it were i guess and any thoughts on that joe what do you think as the uh, dragon know, hater sorry yeah as, as the <laughs> resident <laughs> dragon hater um i this i was not excited that we were gonna do this that was not something that like i was looking forward to um mm-hmm. i threw fellowship on i happened to be home alone um and like I had ordered like Chipotle, and I was sitting there eating a burrito bowl, watching <laughs> this movie, and I was like, "Oh, this is, I like this more than I thought I did." Um, I think it's probably the best movie. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. then Two Towers, I was like, "Ooh, it's starting to lose me, starting to lose steam." Uh, I don't know if I'm into this. We talked about it, and I was like, "All right, Return of the King." I'm super jazzed. It's my favorite. Um, yeah, I think Fellowship is the best movie, but it's my favorite, uh, and I really enjoyed it, man. Like I, again, like I would not have watched these on my own had we not been covering them for for the show. But I'm really glad we did because I really enjoyed uh, Return of the King on a rewatch. Well, I'm happy to hear that you kind of enjoyed the experience overall, and Return of the King is your favorite. That is something we should do too: is mention our favorites if you have one. 
Um, and yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, going through it. I mean, like you couldn't have been less excited than like Transformers, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't I the Transformers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, we were chained to our station. We were, we, uh, <laughs> Megatron wouldn't let us go until we completed them. Yeah. Um, Jacob, though, how about you? Lord of the Rings uh, as a whole, Return of yeah. King, any thoughts? Well, I kind of feel the same as Joe. You know, this one... Fellowship was the best movie, but this was probably my favorite, and uh, you know I had a really good time watching it. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much more to say about it, but I'm just uh, I'm you know a big Lord of the Rings fan, and, big Shadow Facts fan. Anything after and, watching uh, all three of them? Big Shadow Facts. <laughs> yeah, I love Angels, um, King of the Birds. God, you know you guys just know me. I love Smeagol. I love that horse and Bow Guy. You know, I'm a man of uh, you know simple pleasures. Yeah, uh, like a bow good guys. horse. I like a good bow guy. I like a um, good horse god. No, but you know, it's a very influential franchise, obviously. And uh, you know, if we want to start talking the Hobbit. I'm excited to get into those, which I'm much less like familiar with the movies. So I'm looking forward to rewatching those, even if they might not be great. You gotcha, know? gotcha. Mm. All right, Colin, how about okay. you? Lord of the Rings. That's the starting point for those. Might not be. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's going to oh, meet Joe, just Smaug wait. Just wait. <laughs> and I just, I can't, like, just even saying that, I almost cannot wait. Um, again, over the whole of these, I'm, I'm so glad we've done these. That first one, you know, that hour and 40 fellowship episode where we're just yakking, like I said, I'm talking a mile a minute. So much behind the scenes stuff I wanted to talk about, more I wanted to get out. We, we did the breadth of what is high fantasy versus low fantasy. And um, just thinking of that in this context, I think my lukewarm reaction to Return of the King is coming in sort of a Game of Thrones way of, Joe, you were saying by two, things were slowing down for you. I am like, I was like languishing in the detail, the craftsmanship, how slow, you know, this this story is just unraveling just before my eyes. Jacob, in the Game of Thrones, I feel like, baby, we're in Quark or whatever. We're in the desert. It's like things are just getting interesting in Two Towers, baby. You know, it's like things are just going. And then by the time you get Return of the King, you've just fast-forwarded to this ending where I just, I almost, I could have almost used another movie. Yes, Return as of the King Parts 1 and 2. Sounds. Sure. I, uh, Mike, I was getting mixed up in my head. Are there four hobbits? Is it an unexpected journey there and back again? Battle it's, of the Armies, Desolation of Smog? It's unexpected journey, Desolation of Smog, Battle of Five Armies. Just, just three. Okay. Yep. One of okay. those movies is called The Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> oh, wait till you meet <laughs> the armies, man. Sucks. Get ready. <laughs> you know, almost a, a there and back again. Almost, I could have almost just used. Yeah. Again, it just. When this movie starts, and it's so much of, guys, we're back with the party. Get ready. It was good to see everyone because we're all about to go our separate ways. It's like, baby, <laughs> relax, baby. I'm yeah, into used, this. Uh, we got Longbottom Leaf I could have watched Let's... four more hours of this. <laughs> I could, I call it The way things have trended now, so it used to be they would make movies, right? Well, they still make yeah. movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> a new thing is like... 
TV or streaming series where they'll be like what yes. they used to do in a movie. They'll make into a season of a TV show. Yes. A limited like series. Game event. of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, like they have the Wheel of Time series that yes. just came out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And of course, now they're doing a Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Yes. which and is, this is a spoiled I, reaction to that, Jacob. It is the new inherent culture that I have of like, yo, this is a world that's interesting and unique. Why are we shutting the door, baby? I want to just open it right. up and keep running. So if they yeah, made that today, right. you know, it could have been a series or something like that to give it more time. But one interesting thing about this new series that's going to be coming out, which I was reading a little bit about it, uh, it is set in the same universe or continuity as the Peter Jackson one. So they're aesthetically, all that, they're trying to keep it as similar to... Okay the movies as possible, but it's set, you know, hundreds of years prior, uh, prior, not in the, in the second age. Okay. Yeah, it's about the second age. Uh, is it about Isildur? Uh, I think, I mean, it's, you, you don't, they don't have like too much detail about what it's about. It's just based on some of the second age stuff. So I think Isildur could be in it, uh, but it's about, you know, the fall of, of men in the second age, basically, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Well, so, Sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, I'll watch it, uh, and I think it'll be great. But uh, the Hobbit. My prediction for the Hobbit is that Joe is <laughs> not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> very excited hey. to talk about the first one because uh, about twenty minutes into this movie, you're going to be saying, "What the fuck am I watching?" But and Jacob, it's be great. here's what I wish. I, my my wish instead of an expectation for the Hobbit, I wish we could all experience it in the crazy frame rate. Oh, 48 yes. frames per second. Yeah, 3D. I don't. Yeah, maybe I should save my story of when I first save saw it, the first it. Hobbit movie I'm, for I'm next week. I'm saving mine. Same, yeah, same, yeah, yeah. It's same, very same. funny. It involves some of our friends that I was there seeing. Yeah, with, so. well, we'll see how the, the Hobbit goes. As far as the Hobbit for me, I've only ever seen the first one. Didn't love it. And then I've Really? Seen You've only, never seen them all, Mike? I've seen a four-hour fan cut that makes the whole uh, thing short. So I've never seen them in their entirety. I don't think... I've only seen the first one, I think, and I don't at least to my knowledge, because I don't remember anything about like the second two. And I'm very excited to see how they could stretch this into three movies because I did read the book when I was a kid and I know how the book goes. There's not that as much plot. There's not as much plot as there is in Lord of the, Lord the Rings. So no. I don't know how there, exactly there they're going to split armies, it. five armies and do they battle? They do indeed. I don't remember that from the book. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the chapter where it don't. happens. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> want to get too much into The Hobbit. We're still in Lord of the Rings town. We're feeling good. I don't want yeah. to feel bad right now. I want to look back <laughs> on my time with Lord of the Rings, but we will be starting next week, so tune in for that. Um, I've enjoyed this immensely. I think I've been the most excited to rewatch these of anything we've done on the show, including Star Wars, as much as I love Star Wars. I think these wow. are probably my favorite movies. Like... I can say that confidently wow. after revisiting it and just the emotions and like the memories of how many times have I quoted this damn thing? Like, you know, so I'm really about it. I think return of the King has the highest highs. You get all the payoff, everything. And then two towers is just kind of, again, it's a pastrami. It's just, it's good. It's meaty. I like it. It is long, but I think fellowship is my favorite um, because you can watch it at any time and it's more or less complete. Like you get, a slow intro. Oh, let me get my blanket. You know, look at the Shire. I love the Shire. And then they get on their adventure and then you get one dungeon and everybody levels up and then, you know, you shall not pass and you call it a day. It's, it's a good one shot, you know, a D&D adventure. Mike. Yeah. 
So well, what's interesting is the the books. So the three books were each split into two books. So there's like there's actually six books. <laughs> yeah. So like the first book of the of Fellowship ends when they get to basically Rivendell, and then mm-hmm. so from Rivendell to Lothlorien is the second book, and so on. So they kind of almost feel like. Um, you know, they could have been they could have been extended. Like they could have made six movies, but uh, I love what they what they made. And, <laughs> and Jacob, you said fellowship. Every fucking step they take. <laughs> yes, yes. Final lock in Jacob fellowships your favorite. I think Return of the King was maybe my favorite. You think but Return fellowship? I think was favorite. the most complete movie because wow. it has the. I think the the fellowship aspect of it. The whole gang is all together. That's what you get out of the first you get one. Boromir's like death, and you know, yeah, and Joe Return of the King. Return, yeah, I'm right with Jacob. I think Fellowship is the best movie, but Return of the King is my favorite. I really Colin, enjoyed. I really enjoyed did you land? Return of the King on. I uh, no, re-watch. mine is same answer for both. I think best and and favorite is Two Towers. I'm I'm wow. I'm be the outlier there. Yeah, that's definitely it. my least favorite. It always uh, was but my favorite. It has good moments, but now yeah. I've changed. Interesting stuff. <laughs> one matured. one last uh, note I wanted to mention. It's related to fellowship. Just the attention to detail at every level. We've been singing its praises, top to bottom. You know, music, sound, costume, all of it. It's been amazing. Even the editing. There's one edit I noticed this time around that I forgot, and it's when Sam says, "Please don't turn me into anything unnatural." When he gets caught outside the window, and they immediately edit to the horse. And then it goes across frame and you see Sam behind it. It's like, did he turn him into a horse? And it's like, oh, it's just an editing interesting sight gag, gag. Like, that they threw it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah. They found it in the edit. But, like, that's the kind of shit you get with these movies. And I'm here for all of it. Extend it. Sign me up. But I have some reservations about The Hobbit. We'll see. Because it was a single children's book spread into three. So tune in next week to see uh, it's gonna be how great. we fare on our unexpected Joe's journey. Hate it. Joe's gonna hate I, it. I, I love how I, we're, we're doing the next three <laughs> fucking episodes and everyone's main thought so far has been Joe's gonna hate this. Yes. Yeah. It's not an Thanks, unexpected guys. journey. It's an expected yeah. Joe hates it. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're very, very excited. Christmas. My bar um, is I hope that I hate them less than Transformers 2. <laughs> I hope that's. Yeah, I would be curious that I enjoy them, but I don't think they're gonna. I mean, obviously, they're not gonna be to the level of Lord of the Rings, but I think I hope that I'm going to enjoy watching them. But yeah, here's here's my question: When we ranked the Halloweens, and we did all of them, you know, not just the eras. Yeah, I have watched Halloween six, so you can watch (laughs) the Hobbit. (laughs) You put Halloween six above some others. Could yeah. a Hobbit movie beat out one of the original trilogy in any of your guys' minds, do you think? Never, no. never ever, ever. In terms ever. of being a better movie? Yeah. Nope. In, in your rankings by no. the end of this. I doubt it. I um, doubt it. Impossible. I remember how this movie begins. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I, know. I did not know that there were three of them until we started talking about this. And I know Benedict Cumberbatch plays a dragon. <laughs> Which I don't mm-hmm. like a single word in that sentence. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's great. We've only yeah. had he's like bottled after his face too. Yeah, like we've yeah. we've had not real dragons. Now we're going to expose him to an actual dragon. This yeah. is uh, going to be bad. Doctor Strange by, is Dragon Strange. Strange. Get ready. Dragon Strange. We're going to enter the Middle Earth of Madness. Uh, we'll coming let you up, know. Normies, on this podcast. That's right. Yeah. Well, we'll tell you the de- the gory details of how it was made and what happened to it as we go through it. But in the meantime, get ready. Watch The Hobbit this week if you want to join us next week uh, and hear our takes. I'm excited to watch it that. right after we stop recording. Wow. Wait, can we, 
Okay, so I, I need I need this on on paper or, or oh, yeah. What's the order? What are what's the first one? At, yeah, when you look at HBO, <laughs> like if you type in Lord of the Rings, extended a cut of Return it's of the King. Unexpected is the first thing Journey. Oh yeah, I okay. noticed that too, Joe. The bat. Wait, it's the unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smog, five is second, and then the Battle Five Armies. Five is okay, so unexpected yeah. Journey is what I have to watch for next week. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and it's the go. unexpected journey extended edition. Remember, Joe. That's <laughs> are there extended oh, are these, editions for the these? Hobbits? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even oh, yeah. realize that. I've never seen these. Then this oh, is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, get your long bottom leaf ready, guys. I tell you, you're wow. going to need it. All right. As always, you hear Mike Gandalf say this at the end of the episode, but we always want to remind you to like, subscribe, rate, review, comment. Helps us out. Uh, do that at normies underscore like underscore us. Check out the YouTube too. Uh, hit us up there. That's why we're making that content for you, babies. That's right. You can see our beautiful, beautiful faces. Yeah, that's right. And the Orlando Bloom book. <laughs> that's right. All right. And we have been your hosts. Uh, this is uh, Return of the Colin. Hey, yo, Mike. I am no host. It's the last time I get to say it. So leg Joe loss. Okay. And this is <laughs> Okay. And this is on your business card. Uh the fellowship of the Jacob. You're you're your own fellowship. That's <laughs> yours is yeah. so right. fucking low Angels <laughs> and, and, and I'm the Jacob of the Rings. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. Bye, Normies. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.